Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So, here we go. everyone, you beautiful spirits, you seekers, you wanderers, masterminds, and my friends who I have to say among all of my friends, you are really great listeners. <laughs> my name is Julia. I am the host of this podcast and it is my job to discover ways in which we can all become better human beings that spread love and kindness instead of fear and anger. So welcome to the show. And as of the time of recording, I'm currently in Spain, in Andalusia, uh, visiting my friend. And my days here are spent on exploring the beautiful mountains of Andalusia and also hoping not to die from a heat stroke. So these hikes usually end up being short walks from one stream to another just to make sure I don't melt. And, you know, the cause of my death is... You know, she wanted to climb the summits of Sierra Nevada in a temperature of, you know, 40 degrees Celsius. Yeah, but in all seriousness, though, the temperatures this summer are absolutely insane. I think as of the time of recording this, there has been a new record in British Columbia where the temperature reached like 48 degrees Celsius. And for all of my Americans out there, that's like 118 degrees Fahrenheit. I think this is truly terrifying. And the last wake-up call for us to be the change we want to see if we want to preserve this beautiful home of ours I think it's our last chance to make things right because I don't know how about you, but these deserts of Mars do not look tempting to me. And I'd rather stay here on this beautiful planet and work on making it stay this way, making it stay beautiful and awesome. So let's get it and let's fucking go. This is something that we can do if we just make these changes that we all know about and speaking of let's fucking go i keep saying that because i recently watched a movie with the same title it's literally called the lfg movie and it's going to be my recommendation for this week so lfg is a movie a documentary about the u.s national female soccer team and their fight for equal pay so to briefly summarize the story about three months before the 2019 FIFA Women's World Cup, the players filled a class action gender discrimination lawsuit against the US Soccer Federation. Because, you know, quite frankly, after decades of dominating their sport and winning more championships than their male counterparts, these women were tired of being paid less, which is completely understandable. And what I liked about the film is that it interweaves the team's athletic performances, including their incredible World Cup victory in 2019. But it also has, you know, their 
ongoing pursuit for equal pay. And this movie really shows well the stories of players like, you know, Megan Rapinoe, who I'm sure you've all heard about, and, and Jessica McDonald and Kelly O'Hara and others, and also the the physical demands and the pressures of being some of the world's best athletes while fighting inequality in a system that's, you know, a hundred years old and even more in other countries. I think as a woman, this movie really hit me hard because the stories that were told in that movie where, you know, the players were told to be irrational, emotional and crazy for just wanting to be treated equally as men. I think those are stories that most women go through in a lot of areas of their lives, from, you know, academia to workplaces or from maternity leave policies to to women in sports. And it was weird because after watching this movie, I was both inspired and enraged. And if you know me, you know that I love these types of movies that or books that just make me feel something inside very deeply and no matter what that is if it's a positive or negative emotion I just really admire art or movies or whatever it is that just makes me feel something inside very deeply so I'm going to link this movie in the episode description and definitely go check it out because you won't be disappointed and before we move on uh, I want to have a brief disclaimer which I think I should have uh, talked about it at the beginning of the episode so the quality of this episode might be a bit lower because like I said I'm not in my home it might be a bit echoey I'm in my friend's apartment and it's very hot and it's the cars and the birds are outside very near us so there might be some weird sounds I hope that will not bother you but now moving on today I want to talk about fast fashion because I realize that nowadays this term is thrown around a lot in social media and pop culture overall but I think it is commonly misunderstood and there are still a lot of misconceptions about this topic so today I want to summarize everything you need to know about fast fashion, i.e. what is it, why does it matter, what are its impacts, and finally, what can we do to fight it? So if you already know about it, this episode can help you broaden your knowledge, and if you don't know about it, I hope that it can be an easy way for you to understand why we need a fashion revolution, and we need it soon. And I also understand that some people might not care about fashion or wearing, quote, trendy outfits. And I often feel like that too. And to be honest, I often I often feel like I'm not fashionable enough for, you know, the people that I meet with. But the thing is, this problem, fast fashion and this crisis doesn't only apply to people who care about fashion. If you wear clothes and if you have not been arrested, then I assume you do. This crisis is something you should care about. This applies to all of us or at least all of us living in highly developed countries that take advantage of still developing countries, which I'm going to talk about that later. But 
I think that transitioning to a sustainable fashion industry is a huge part of fighting climate change and avoiding climate disasters. So if you are an inhabitant of Earth, you probably should care about this fashion revolution that we need. And if you are not, if you are not from here, from Earth, please stop hiding because we are just, we all just want to, you know, meet you aliens. We promise we are just bad to our planet, but we can, we can, I think we can be nice to our cosmic neighbors. Okay, now all jokes aside, I think I need to start with the definition because I think some people might not know what fast fashion means. So have you ever wondered why you can buy a t-shirt for five dollars or even cheaper at stores like, you know, Zara or Primark or H&M. How is it that the price of producing the fabric, sewing the shirt and shipping it costs you less than the price of, you know, a good Starbucks coffee? Is clothing production such an inexpensive process? And well, the answer to all of these questions is no, it's not. And As Lucy Siegel said, fast fashion isn't free. Someone, somewhere, is always paying. So fast fashion is a manufacturing and marketing method that is based on making inexpensive clothing that is produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to latest trends. So fashion giants like, like I said, H&M, Primark, Shein, Zara, Gap and many, many, many more use low quality materials and the method of trend replication in order to bring these inexpensive pieces to the public. But these cheaply made, you know, quote, trendy clothes result in a worldwide growth in an overwhelming amount of consumption and sadly this method has an enormous harmful impact on like I said the environment but also on the lives of garment workers and finally on our wallets but you might ask well how does it work and if you ask that then props to you I like your curiosity and well it all starts with creating an urge in consumers so these fast fashion companies work night and day to create a need in all of us to buy new clothes, new accessories and make us feel like the ones that we already have are not good enough. And they achieve this by coming out with new trends every couple of weeks and then they implant this urge to buy their products by the almighty power of advertising. You know, 30 years ago, they would just play ads in between your favorite TV shows or pay magazines to showcase their outfits. That was still a powerful way to get into the minds of consumers. However, it's nothing in comparison to how advertising looks like today. You know, these days, fashion giants collaborate with celebrities and influencers so they post pictures in their clothes on social media or you know they send a bunch of their products to teenage creators so they make a video you know haul where these creators share their purchases with viewers now when you watch a youtube video most of them are sponsored and in between instagram stories you have advertisement everywhere you have advertisement And furthermore, these fast fashion brands 
replicate cheap versions of designer pieces to make, you know, these stylish outfits available to the public. And since models are now, you know, one of the biggest categories of celebrities, the need to look like them has also never been higher. And then when they have created that urge in us and made us feel like we are not good enough until we buy their clothes, then these fast fashion companies move on to the phase of rapid production. You know, these brands employ thousands and thousands of workers in countries with low minimum wages like Bangladesh or Vietnam to produce tremendous huge amounts of pieces in a very short period of time and just to give you a clue about the size of the production um, I want to share a statistic with you uh, which is that apparel companies make 53 million tons of clothes into the world annually and if the industry keeps up its exponential growth by 2050 it is expected to reach 160 million tons and that's fucking a lot but also, you might ask, so what? What's wrong with buying cheap clothes at stores that are very conveniently close to me? Because most of the stores that are next to you, most of the stores in shopping malls are fast fashion stores. And well, the thing that is wrong with that is that this method has a lot of negative impacts on various areas of our lives and and also on the planet and let's first talk about the environment so fast fashion production it contributes to over 92 million tons of waste produced each year and of course you know the longevity of these low quality clothes is incredibly short so these cheap clothes end up as waste very soon after being purchased because they're just unusable. And producing these plastic-based fibers for textiles uses an, I think it was like, I have to check, um, uses an estimated 342 million barrels of oil every year. And the production of cotton is estimated to require 200,000 tons of pesticides and 8 million tons of fertilizers annually. Also, fast fashion producers use harmful chemicals, which might be in those dyes and synthetic fabrics that seep into water supplies and pollute our rivers and our agricultural land. These cheap pieces, which sometimes are full of lead or pesticides or countless other harmful chemicals, well, they rarely break down and instead they sit in landfills releasing toxins into the air and destroying many, many ecosystems all around the world. And another terrifying statistic is that about one garbage truck full of textiles is burned every second. And if you are wondering about, you know, the credibility of these statistics, I'm going to link below all of the sources that I have used in this episode. So yeah, one garbage truck of textiles. I mean, imagine how much that is in greenhouse gases emission. Because while burning all of these clothes, you know, chemical compounds are released into our atmosphere and therefore contributing to, you know, over four millions of deaths which are a result of air pollution. And then also 
as a result of fast fashion, billions of animals are brutally slaughtered to create clothing made from wool or cashmere or fur or silk, leather or feathers. These animals are held in cruel conditions and most of them suffer incredible, incredible pain and live in crowded conditions. So this is how fast fashion impacts our planet and our environment. But also we have to think about that fast fashion impacts our wallets because, you know, these brands have replaced the regular four seasons of apparel with 52 micro seasons, 52 in a year. These ever-changing fashion trends are the reason for the decreasing clothing utilization, which is that, you know, we have reduced the lifetime of our pieces in struggling to compete with these two 52 micro seasons. And since our clothes are so cheap and out of style in a blink of an eye, shopping has become a weekly or even a daily activity for a lot of us. And even though these prices of the clothes are the lowest they have ever been, ironically, we have never spent more money on apparel than we do today. So this is also how fast fashion makes us pay so much more for these clothes that spend so little time in our wardrobes. And lastly, you know, fast fashion also affects the lives of millions of garment workers so, like I said, the only reason why you pay $5 per item is that the garment workers were not paid for their job at all or just in cents. Like I said, these fast fashion companies base their factories in countries with low minimum wages and less strict labor laws where they employ these hundreds of people and pay them in cents. And these workers breathe in toxic chemicals while they're working. And that can lead to serious health conditions. And, you know, they sit there breathing these toxic chemicals and they watch as their town rivers and fields are polluted with waste from these textile factories. And very often, these workers are just children who instead of working should be in school, especially because they are from still developing countries and they are... The potential of these countries and the future so these children should not be working they should be getting an education so as you can see this is all terrible but there's good news and that good news is that we can fight this there is a way that we can start this fashion revolution and i prepared some tips for you some of the ways in which you can move on to a more sustainable way of purchasing clothes. And the first one is not to purchase anything. Actually, my first tip is to wear your clothes longer. Because the main reason why fast fashion is so bad is because the clothes have very short longevity and they end up in a landfill creating waste. So therefore, if you don't want to support fast fashion brands, the first thing you should worry about is wearing the clothes that you already have as long as you can. And only when the clothes that you already have are ripped or stained or that you just cannot look at them anymore, only then should you start 
thinking about buying new ones from sustainable sources. But until then, use the amazing pieces that you already have in your wardrobe, no matter if you bought them in a fast fashion store or from sustainable sources. And another tip is to buy less but spend more. So when it's finally time for you to go shopping, first remember not to buy too many things. Think quality over quantity. Instead of, you know, buying three pairs of the same pants in different colors, buy one pair which is more expensive but that you absolutely adore and because it's more expensive you can have something of higher quality. And this way the demand for production will be smaller and you will wear your clothes longer and also you will love each piece of clothing that you have in your wardrobe. And also when it comes to buying, of course an obvious tip is to shop secondhand because this is the best source from which you can buy clothes sustainably and you can find these secondhand clothes in you know secondhand stores and on websites there are places like depop or vinted and there you can find amazing pieces that cost so little giving clothes a second life makes for less pollution and less demand for production so it's a win-win not to mention how great this will be for your wallet i mean i have found so many great pieces which were brand new for so little money on these online secondhand stores. So I really, really, really recommend that. If you don't want to buy secondhand or if you simply don't have enough time for for that, because I mean, let's be honest, it takes time to find something that you like. If that's the case, there are thousands of amazing ethical and sustainable brands that make beautiful pieces for every occasion. I mean, I think I'm going to link a couple of my favorites in the episode description. So that's another tip. Shop ethical brands. So their clothes are of high quality, they are sustainable and they are often made of recycled fabrics. They are made by people who are working in fair conditions and they are created by companies who care about sustainability and the health of our planet. These clothes are usually cruelty-free and vegan and made to last. But if you find that the prices of their clothes are a bit higher, please consider all of these advantages and the fact that the workers that made these clothes for you actually got paid for, for their job. However, if the price tag is too much for your wallet, then remember that you can go back and do some secondhand shopping and you don't have to pay much at all. And also another way you can be more sustainable with your clothes is that you should consider recycling or reselling your old clothes instead of throwing them away. Because I mean, clothes inevitably will one day get stained or ripped or you will just not like wearing them anymore. But still, this is, not, this is not a reason to throw them into a random bin and forget about them. There are so many things you can do with a t-shirt that you no longer want to wear. I mean, first you can try to sell it if the shirt is in a good condition. And if that's the case, you will get your money back and the piece will get a second life. And second, you can donate the shirt because there are a lot of people in need who would benefit from 
that sweater or that t-shirt that you never wear. You can google these closet donation points in your city and share your wardrobe with those in need. But if the clothes are not in a good condition, you can always try to reuse the shirt as a cloth or a fabric for a DIY project or a plant hanger. There are so many ways you can use these fabrics. And lastly, if your shirt is in an awful condition, make sure to recycle it properly. Not a lot of people realize this, but fabric is recyclable. So research where you can find proper bins in your area and make sure that the fabric can be reused. And my last tip for you guys is to beware greenwashing. And greenwashing happens when a fast fashion company attempts to capitalize on the growing demand for environmentally friendly products. They often label their products are, you know, green and sustainable, when in reality, these products are far, far away from sustainable. For example, a company might claim that their products are from recycled materials or have greenhouse gas emission saving benefits. And although some of the environmental claims might be true, companies engaged in greenwashing usually exaggerate their claims. So maybe some percentage of that shirt might come from recycled fabrics, but it is still not enough to really trust these companies. And greenwashing is very common these days, especially these fast fashion companies have labels like they're green and H&M and Zara or stuff like that. Just make sure that you read those labels. And there are also very nice websites that rate different companies um, based on how sustainable they are. So you can always Google if XYZ company is sustainable and you will find the answer for sure. So this is all I wanted to say about fast fashion. I hope that this can be helpful to you and that you have learned something new or just have more understanding about fast fashion, how it works, what it is and why we need to change our shopping routines and shopping habits and I hope that we can move on to a better way of buying clothes because fashion is fun and expressing ourselves through clothes is so much fun and we should not act as if a way of fighting fast fashion is just, you know, wearing the clothes that you have for the rest of your lives. Because buying things and sharing things and swapping clothes with our friend is fun and we should not pretend that it's not. And thankfully, there are ways of being trendy and being very, very fashionable in a sustainable way. And thank God for that. And when it comes to my inside of the week, I wanted to kind of talk about my traveling now because I am currently, like I said, on what well, kind of holidays, if I can say that. Um, and everyone knows that, you know, traveling is good and you can see different cultures and see beautiful places. And I agree with that. But I think there's one advantage of traveling that I haven't appreciated enough before. And that is that it pushes you out of your comfort zone and out of your routines. So 
if you know me, you know that I love my routine. I love waking up early and I love my little habits that I have. And most of the days I do the things that I do at the same time. I wake up usually at the same time. I eat at the same time. And and it brings me comfort. I like planning and it is I don't know, I think it kind of makes me feel safe. I like being organized this way. And when you travel, obviously you have to fit with the people that you are spending time with and the culture of these different places. And well, here Spain couldn't be more different from the way that I live. They wake up later than they stay up late and they sleep, you know, they have a siesta during the day and it's just fitting in is something that has pushed me out of my comfort zone. However, I think that it's good. I think that I should not be attached to my habits as much as they help me be more productive and and just organized. I think I should not identify with my routines and my habits they don't define me and maybe you know switching to different routines might help me and I would never know that had I not stepped out of my comfort zone so traveling is great and everyone knows that and it can also be uncomfortable in the way that sometimes you have to wake up earlier than you want to because there is a trip that you want to go and you want to wake up and see the sunrise and those are things that might make you uncomfortable or annoyed or sometimes stressed and I definitely have learned and I'm still learning that it's okay I mean you can go back to your old routines and your old way of living when you go back but now trying different things, living differently can be a way of learning new things about yourself and learning things that you like and learning about maybe also negative parts about you, maybe about your fears. For me, the fact that I have been anxious to, you know, abandon my habits is just proof that I am too attached to these things and I, I, and I identify with them and without stepping out of these comfort zones and doing things differently I would never know that I have these fears and doing these sometimes stressful things that you wouldn't do when you are at home is a great way to grow so I know that right now for a lot of people in the summertime you're probably gonna go somewhere on vacation so I recommend you abandon your habits and find a place where it will be hard for you to stick to your routine and live the same as you are at home try to challenge yourself and find a place where the culture is different and the people are different and do these scary things and uncomfortable things and maybe you know Spain is not as different and it's not a big challenge for me but this is something that I've learned and I think I'm gonna have to start practicing more and use these travels as a way to grow 
in an uncomfortable way and learn new things about myself because you know I've spent my whole life with myself but I'm kind of still a stranger to myself in many many ways thank you so much for listening to this episode and to my insights and for being such a lovely person I love all of you and I love responding to your emails and if you want to send me a message you can dm me on instagram it's at beingbetter.pod and you can email me using the address podcast.beingbetter at gmail.com i respond to all of your messages and i love them and i will speak to you in the next one edited and produced by Julia Spor. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the episode description or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the episode description or you can search just Being Better Podcast. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one is just to tell your friends and your family about the podcast and tell them why you enjoy listening to the podcast and why they too will enjoy listening to it. Another way to support us is to write a review, rate and subscribe to the podcast because that helps new listeners find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you very, very soon.